The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world But people preferred darkness to light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come toward the light, so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. As I was reading the news online the other day, I was struck by how often I see the word slam or blast in a media headline. Slamming and blasting others seems to be quite the rage these days, no pun intended. I wonder whatever happened to the idea of just saying one disagrees with someone else. However, I also realize that Headlines do drive readership. Nonetheless, there does seem to be an increase in an attitude that I would define as take no prisoners. For it seems we hear little about forgiveness or mercy. In our gospel this morning, Jesus teaches Nicodemus that our God is a God of forgiveness and mercy. Jesus speaks about being lifted up, a reference to the forgiveness which will be brought about by his death on the cross. And then he informs Nicodemus and us that God did not send his son to condemn the world, but rather to save it, reminding us all 
of God's extraordinary mercy. You know, throughout the Gospels, Jesus showered mercy on those who were lost and suffering. But perhaps most beautifully in his response to that repentant thief on Calvary. For there he said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. But Jesus did not just shower those individuals with mercy. No, he showers all of us, you and me, with his mercy. And like the old hymn says, there is a wideness in God's mercy. Clearly, that message of mercy is one I believe that our world needs to hear, and perhaps now more than any other time. As I reflected a bit on that word mercy, I realized that mercy is most often experienced by you and me through the kindness and care of those closest to us. Perhaps that is most evident when we think of all the people who put up with us and love us in spite of our shortcomings. For myself, I'm so grateful to my family and friends, not only because of their love, but because with their help, I am much better able to laugh at myself and at my mistakes. And most importantly, because they are willing to forgive me when I am hurtful and insensitive. Yes, amidst our family and friends, we are oftentimes at our best. But we also know at times we are at our worst. And at those times when they take us as we are and when they are willing to forgive us, surely we know we are being showered, showered by mercy. Similarly, we remember that God, too, takes us at our best and at our worst. And if you and I are willing to humble ourselves and come to him in the sacrament of confession, we find that he is always ready to embrace us with his merciful love. But through that experience of mercy, which is extended to you and me by God and others, Hopefully, something important is also gradually taking place within us. That something, my friends, is conversion. And I've come to recognize that conversion often grows best through our encounters and experiences with mercy. When we are received with mercy, aren't our hearts softened? In the presence of mercy, we are better able to examine ourselves with honesty. Thus, we are better able then to truly see our sinfulness, our shortcomings, our failures, and our growing edges. But receiving mercy, it always requires a response. And that response is conversion. In the presence of mercy, you and I where we're invited to change. For that is what conversion at its root is all about. Yes, conversion is about making a change, and most importantly, a change of heart. 
That change of heart and the process of conversion, well, I think we all know they're rarely instantaneous. For most of us, they are a process, and they will be a part of our spiritual work this side of heaven. You see, we do not somehow become magically new people with all of our shortcomings left behind. Conversion is much more subtle, and if you think about it, much more revealing of God's mercy. In the process of a change of heart, our weaknesses, they don't vanish, but rather they become transformed. In the presence of God's mercy, we can become better, not perfect, but we can become better. Many in our world today are caught up in the sensationalism of slamming and blasting others. Sadly, it is not only on the rise, but from my perspective seems to be emerging as rather commonplace. Now, I don't happen to participate in social media, but I have witnessed the emotional carnage that can be left behind when individuals are ruthlessly trashed or judged. At a minimum, you and I and all of us need to practice civility. But most important, we need to practice at treating one another with mercy and with forgiveness. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and 